Guys, number 29. This is Vinny. I'm Billy. I'm Andres. And today we have with us the comics for this evening. We had Josh Potter. What's up, what's up? Our, one of our favorites, uh, good old uh, Ty. I'm blanking uh, on your last name. Walsh. Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. One of our I, favorites. I looked right at him and I'm like, shit. Did I fuck uh, up your name when I said it at the end? I don't I've, even I've know been having said. a complex at, about that the whole time, but I thought I said Tyler. Is that t- is that not your name? Yeah, it's Tyler. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank God, Jesus. Ty Tyler. <laughs> Taylor's Tyler's. I mean, they get a blurry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you drink a few beers on stage. You smoke some weed, and you know, Taylor's and Tyler's they kind of blend together. You don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Thank you. Did you a great job, th- by the way. Thank so. you for caring. Oh, <laughs> I was an MC too, dude. I love MCing. I miss it. Not really. I don't fucking want to. <laughs> so how long have you been doing comedy, Josh? Ah, shit. What year is it? 2021? So I've been doing comedy since 2008. Okay. Technically 2007, but 2007 didn't count because it was like a couple of times. You know what I mean? I didn't really start doing it like every day or, well, at the time in Buffalo, it would have been every week. That was the most frequent you could get on stage. And I didn't start doing that till 2008. So that's my answer when people ask usually. 2008. Exactly. Nice. Mm. How, many, how many years is that? 2008, 10. I mean, it's getting up 13. there. 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. 13. Yeah, it's getting up there. I used to yeah. just, when, once I hit 10, I stopped. I just kept saying 10. I've been doing it 10 years. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. what your first paid gig was? <clears throat> um. I don't, I, the, 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 I do not, oh, no, I definitely remember my first pay gig. Now that you just brought that up, holy shit. Like, that's mm-hmm. weird. Because <laughs> I was about to say one that definitely, what, the, the, the most, the one that was, like, good is completely different than the first paid one. But, like, a few months into comedy, I was on the radio also. So, right. I was, like, weirdly a draw. So, like, I, you know, I did a few open mics and I would get thrown on a showcase or something at a bar. And this one guy... His name was Scott. I don't care about saying his name because I think he died. (laughs) (laughs) His name was like Scott Thompson or something like that. And he put me and my like four friends on it. And two of my friends, I mean, these are my best friends in comedy that were all on this show that are still my best friends in comedy. One of them was a guy who started like maybe six months before me. His name is Dan Fisher, super funny guy. And he was the kind of guy I'd watch him and I'd go, I want to be like him. He'd be the guy like... Dude, I watched this guy host an open mic and make out with a girl afterwards. Just like, <laughs> damn. Walked off stage and the girl just like shoved her tongue. A hot girl too. Like not even. that. So I was like, man, I want to be like him. Then the other two. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other two dudes are still my best friends. They still are full-time comedians. Matt Wayne and Matt Bergman. They're both named Matt, but like. Mm-hmm. Matt Wayne now lives in New York. Matt Bergman is a is a road dog. He's been here many yeah, times. I'm sure I know Matt familiar. Bergman. I know that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For I sure. mean, Daisy mentioned that she remembered. I mean, like he's he's here all the time. Yeah. So um, he's mm-hmm. he's one of my best friends in the whole world. He he actually got me started doing comedy, and uh, so it was the four of us and this Scott Thompson guy or whatever. So like Dan goes up first, and he like uh, gets heckled to the point where like. We're at this, by the way, tropical bar. It's like a bar where, like, the theme is, like, we're all in a fucking fishbowl. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. ooh, it's very weird. It's like a sea theme, you know? So Dan goes up. There's tons of people there. But they, I don't know if they're there for comedy. I don't know what's going on. I, they think they're seeing, like, a rock concert. I don't know what. But there's a lot of people there. 
And Dan uh, gets heckled to the point where a woman walks on stage and takes the microphone from him. Not a great start to the show. You know? <laughs> Jesus. And so that like happens. And customer like, took it. Yeah, like a woman yeah, like a in the crowd was like, you're not funny, and walked on. The drunk woman just walked. There was no, like, security. This wasn't a real. This was in a bar, so it was like right. a melee. Like, anybody could do whatever they Thunder wanted. Dome. Exactly. <laughs> and this woman walked on stage, took the microphone from him. She just, he just let her. <laughs> and uh, that that's how the show began. So then wow. I was I was next, and this is my first pay gig. I did maybe, like, I don't know. A dozen open mics. I don't know. I've been doing comedy for like, in Buffalo time, it was like, in real time, it was probably a year. But in comedy time, that means like three months in a normal city for Buffalo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm raw as fuck. I go up, I'm shaking in my boots. My fucking, I I invited my cousins. Like I thought that that was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) They saw me do it, dude. And I, I bombed so hard. Like I just ate it just saying words to noise. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) white noise that's bubbling up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like a, a sea of just like murmurs and you're just like talking to nothing. It's the worst feeling in the world. And so I did that for, I don't know what, eight minutes, however many minutes I had to do. And I walked off there feeling like garbage. I'm like, this crowd sucks. I was thinking like the crowd is, this is like an untenable situation. Then I watched my professional friends, Matt Bergman and Matt Wayne go up and slaughter the crowd. <laughs> Absolutely slaughter them. And I was like, holy shit, dude, I just suck at this. <laughs> like, it made me go, I suck. And I and it helped me get better. You know what I mean? Like, you right. just know. Like, it snapped me into play. I got, I got to get fucking... I am... This can be done, obviously. And I fucking sucked. Do you know what I mean? Right. I got paid 50 bucks for that gig. <laughs> a li- real it was a lesson though it was like a real damning oh, yeah. sort of lesson I, i'll never forget it dude i'll never forget that feeling of eating my balls so <laughs> absolutely and then watching them cur- like turn the crowd like watching them turn the wrenches on it and turn a crowd you know what i'm saying oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh, and yeah. i'm sure like i mean you guys i'm do you, your door guys but do you do all do comedy no, no, just, don't do comedy just at all. Not no. at all. No. Just tie. I'm sure you've seen it at bar shows and things like that. I'm sure you've done it at bar shows and things like that, where you're proficient enough to turn those wrenches and turn a crowd around. That feeling is better than anything in the world. Oh yeah, it'll never get better than that, dude. That's what I'm saying about comedy. Like, it'll never get better than an unruly crowd that you they don't know who the fuck you are, and you just fucking make them love you. That's amazing. That's the most incredible feeling in comedy. That's a sweet spot that once you start getting known goes away. And before you are known and you suck never happens. So when you have that happen, that is like the pinnacle in my opinion. And it's fleeting. So enjoy it is what I'm saying. If it happens. And it is fun when you swap positions, like where you said, where you have other people go, Oh, this is a fucking shit show. And then where you go up. And then you go up and you destroy <laughs> yeah. it. And you're going like, hey, man, what were you talking about? Like, those people always cower and don't talk to you afterwards, don't they? <laughs> These guys were peaches. That's yeah, what I was going to ask. Up, you go, I, I, they were cool for me, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you throw it back in your buddies, especially your, when it's your friend's face. And you're like, hey. No, dude, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's never your friends that are doing that kind of thing. It's always some dork or some lemming that's on the show. And they're like, 
oh, my fucking pants bit didn't work. They must suck. And then you go up and you destroy them. And you're like, your pants bit's hack shit. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's one of those kinds of relationships, usually. A scene relationship where you're just like a guy with a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How is the Omaha scene? It's good. It's got to be cool because this club's one of the top clubs, dude. Honestly, like you talk to road comics, this is the top club, one of the top clubs. It's pretty. I, as far as like the independent scene, it's pretty small. But you can. Get, we have like three weekly open mics. That's all you uh, need. And then dude. we've got some shows. Um, but yeah, you can you can do pretty good here. You can get around, and get up. I don't know if this is what you guys want to talk about, but I'm saying like, in terms of comedy sense, like Michael Che. I met him and he's been doing comedy literally the same amount of time as me. And I met him for my, I was four years in, I was an MC. He was four years in and he's headlining the fucking club. So I'm like, what's Damn. the difference here? I'm asking, I'm trying to figure it out. Like he's obviously got to be good first of all, but I asked, I sincerely, I go, what else is the difference here? Do you think? And he goes, dude, you're getting up three times a week. I'm getting up three times a day. He's like, I just got more yeah. orbits around the, the earth. You know what I mean? Like, right. If, you can figure out a joke faster if you're doing it three times in a night in front of three shitty crowds as opposed to three shitty crowds in a week. You know what I'm saying? It's just proficiency. It's just right. things get drummed up faster. So I was like, man, that's like light speed shit. But I, at the end of the day, like, I don't know that it's all fruitful having that many open mics all the time. You can get into some bad habits. You can fall into some pitfalls. So I think you're in a sweet spot, you know, out here. This could be a good foster scene, you know. It's nice. I like to go in the dredges and mix it up with like music open mics and shit like that. All you right. Can, you can get up four or five, six times if you do that stuff. Sure, of course. And then you just, yeah, it sucks, but it also, it's not comics. No, that's true. But also, and it sucks doing jokes in front of the people you see all of the time. Do open mics here have regular people come to them sometimes? We, that's what it was in Buffalo. You'd be like, an open mic was like a show. We are starting to, we've got a couple that are starting to get, we've got a couple mics that are like that where you get people that want to see kind of a show sort of each week where yeah, you, you get got regular rubes. tables of people coming to watch. <laughs> you get some rubes going, oh, there's comedy and this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how you do, that's how you do it though, dude. That's the shit. Sorry to hijack your podcast talking about no. the Omaha scene. We're here to talk about. Hear. We're here to hear from you and hear what you got to say. So, if yeah. you have any questions, you know, no, I love some of I that. Just, I'm happy to be stuff. out and about, dude. I'm happy to be out and about. Have you been out much? I mean, how how much have you been out lately? I try to go out. Uh, I mean, I've, the road wise, it's not been yeah. as much as I would prefer. I mean, it's getting back up there, though. I mean, this month has been wonderful, and next month will be wonderful. I'll be in Florida for, like, two weeks next month, so that'll be cool. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. but other than that, I mean, it's gearing up again, but not being on the road sucks. Sucks. Yeah, that's we heard a lot of uh, all the comics that are coming through. Some come through, and it's their... You know, they're a week or two into their tour. Some of them, it's, you know, they've been doing Zoom shows and and Oh, no, I never did one of those. Who's doing that shit? People that are desperate. Name names. (laughs) Did you do the back of the truck comedy? Anything like that? Any of the parking lot shit? I'll tell you the closest thing I did to anything. It was back in the George Floyd uh, situations. I did a uh, Black Lives Matter thing for my buddy Leroy. Uh, but it was on a stage in a place that was a space for comedy. And there was at least 13 people in the room to like watch the show. 
but it was streamed for like charity for Black Lives Matter or whatever. That was the closest I came to doing a Zoom show. But it was on a stage in front of people and I considered it an open mic, so to speak. Because, you know, there's 13 people in the crowd at the very least. And that's kind of how many people would be at that venue. Yeah. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did that. That was as close as I came. Other than that, I did... um, I did San Diego's American Comedy Company in June during the whole thing when all the protests were going on, and I was their last indoor show. And then they did outside stuff. I didn't go back, and then I went back, and I was one of their first indoor shows again this past April. And then I went there again in May and did some more shows. So I've been going there quite a bit. And I in November, I did some red states, if you will. I did the... Uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix Stand Up Live, and I did Nashville Zanies and Stand Up uh, Live in Huntsville. So I did some of those during the old, like when the second wave was really bubbling, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right before that, I did those. And I never had COVID, by the way, throughout this whole thing. Is that just because they didn't give a shit and they were like, we're yeah, staying open, like, no it. mask, fuck they it? Never, they had they masks, they had social distancing, but they just were more lenient in their things. It was like, kind of like, um, you know, they just were... They never really like gave a fuck. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. g- they gave oh, a yeah. fuck, but like right. people were more people were wearing masks and like they were distanced and it was they w- they took protocols, but they took them in a way that it wasn't just like you can't do anything. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, you know, just it was just the nature of those states and like people paint you as a fucking whatever for going to do those, but it's like, hey, I need to make some some money here. You know what I'm saying? And and performing is like a part of my person you know what i mean like i want to do it so i uh i went and i did those things and i came back i got tested you know the whole shebang whatever the hell and i've never uh never got it never got it since this whole thing nice i'm not like bragging about that but i think <laughs> <laughs> also i think it's kind of cool like i didn't get it you know i don't think any I feel of like it's kind of rare that's good i mean congrats i feel like we're cool for no i got it oh Oh, you fucking yeah. scumbag. No, <laughs> hey, I could go around licking doorknobs when people still couldn't. <laughs> I was doing some dude. I, I did a show in Vegas right before COVID, like with Tom. We did like the uh, I forget the goddamn casino like the MGM or something. something, dude. It was a huge thing. And like Rogan was there. It was crazy. And uh, I thought I'm like, this is like the pin. I was about to go on a headlining. Tour. I'm like, this is the pinnacle of my life. Rogan just watched me in the wings and then he's like bragging about me. Well, it turns out he like said some things about me on his podcast, like when all my shows were canceled. So I couldn't sell any fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like just a, a shit in the wind, basically. But he brought me up like three times on his podcast. I'm like, cool. I'm glad I have things to sell. Like, hey, shit when I'm on the road. Well, you, it, it, what sucks is if COVID never happened, I would have been right on the road, which right, it's right. like, it, I mean, if that doesn't make you climb a bell tower, I don't know what, but like, uh, <laughs> I fucking, I was like, I was like, of course this is happening. Of course a pandemic is occurring when I'm on my first headlining tour. Like yeah. I've done my, my whole life has been leading to this and now. I'm like nothing can stop me. Oh, the yeah. world just shuts down. Cool. <laughs> Have I not Thanks, paid my dues? God, already? like fuck. I, yeah. yeah, I just and I was like, if I can make it through this, I guess I can make it through anything, right? But shit, you know, who knows, right? Who knows what's on the other side? We're we're just getting there. Yeah, you know. Well, we'll get really? back to it eventually. It's just <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. semi normal tonight felt yeah. normal. I don't know. Yeah. Did it? It felt normal to me. I mean, it felt more normal than where I live. I mean, do you guys think yeah. it doesn't feel normal? It feels normal yeah. here, and 
we've yeah. kind of opened up and we've been relaxed. We've and been lucky. We've been back yeah. since what October. Yeah, but yeah. even you know then, October. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah. Congrats. And we were, yeah. you know, we were less capacity, yeah. and then it's we got a little bit more, bumped up a little, up bit, a little bit each and, time. And, yeah. Yeah. We're we're doing what we can to, you know, yeah. try well, and get back to normal. Compared to L.A., you're a fucking Disneyland. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite stories, Josh Blue was in town, and, and this was back in February, March, and he said that Denver was still super locked down. He goes, you guys don't give a fuck here. <laughs> He's like, and we were, you know, we weren't even open as we are now. Right. Because now yeah. everything's like 100%. And yeah, what did we start no, at, like 150? Yeah. Well, yeah, like no, I, yeah. I mean, even in my deal, it was like, the capacity had changed from then until the day of the show. Like they released more tickets compared to what they told me my cap was or what have you. Yeah. So, right. I mean, shit, I mean, yeah, shit, dude. Changes I mean, pretty much every week. Yeah, yeah. And even in LA, it's been accelerating as well, but it was just so shut down that it's like, and I'm not from there. I have no like real lineage to LA. Yeah. You know, I'm from Buffalo, New York and, Right. LA's still foreign to me, and I watched it be LA as we know it from the movies and things to becoming the LA that it is now. And I'm not trying to like be another guy shitting on LA. I'm living there for the record. I'm not moving. I'm staying in LA. I'm moving to Santa Monica, I hope. So I'm going to be a soldier and like stick it out. And I feel mm -hmm. like people bitch about it and complain. It came kind of down to my level. I feel like you know what I'm <laughs> maybe you brought LA down. Hey, if that's the case, that's the case. But I'm saying like now well, LA and I property comes down. Fuck it. Yeah. LA and I are kind of like, Hey, what's up, dude. We kind of like <laughs> saw some shit together, you know? So I feel like I have now more, like I'm more comfortable there than I've ever been. When did you move to LA? How long you been out there? I moved there in September of 2017. Okay. So not that very much longer. Wow. Ago. So let's drop yeah. real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was you brought it down quick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like 2017, 2018, 2019, LA was LA, and then now it became Thunderdome, and it's like, <laughs> now I'm kind of like, hey, I am LA. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just identify with it a little bit better than I did prior. Kind of like a escape from LA. With I guess I don't know. I don't. Know. I feel very much more at home. Now than I did ever before because it is so grimy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Yeah. the the like pretentious people, the phony people, they're all like bailing, yeah. not bailing. I mean, like people. You know what it is? Like a lot of my friends are leaving. Obviously, yeah. they're yeah. more rich than me. That's why they're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The taxes, I get it. Trust me. Like those. If you know a person who left because of, uh, and you go like, well, how much money do they make? If they're rich. That's why they left Right at the end of the day. If poor people that you know are leaving, it's because they're chasing some dream and because they can't deal with the griminess. I <laughs> can. <laughs> In fact, I embrace it, I love it, and I'm ready for it. You know? But, like, that's the difference. Like, you see the people leaving, just look at their income and go, like, okay, a rich person makes yeah, sense. For yeah. sure. You know, you don't want to. If you made millions of dollars... Would you want to pay like 16% taxes? No. That's insanity. Yeah. Of course they're leaving. If they're a comic who's poor and they're leaving, guess what, dude? Joe Rogan lived in L.A. for the last however many years and he didn't give a fuck about you. You think he's going to give a shit about you in Texas? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for like, real. Yeah. They're not leaving because of the taxes. They're, they're chasing some sort of end game. Right. 
which isn't going to exist, and I feel bad for those people. Yeah. You know, but they'll have fun. Maybe they, <laughs> you know, get to have some fun along the way. I don't know. Some people yeah. will make it out of that, but not everybody. No. Well, you know? usually you, you escape L.A. and you go to Texas. So then where do you go from Texas? Where do you escape from Texas out to? I don't know, man. You can do comedy anywhere. That's the thing. Like, I've my whole dream was to be able to sell tickets, and it's like I can't believe it's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll go move back to fucking Buffalo. I don't give a shit, dude. Like, <laughs> Ch- Chad Daniels lives in love Chad I love always Chad. lived in yeah. Minnesota. He's like, yep. he's like my idol. Yep. Like yeah. he's lived wherever he wanted and he sells tickets and he's undeniably hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that guy is doing the dream dude, you know, yeah. and he might not have thought that the whole way through, but like, uh, doesn't Bargazzi live in like Tennessee? Well, Bargazzi too? always lived in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Like the same thing. He was like, yeah. I'm selling tickets. Why do I have to live in fucking New York? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, dude. Like, I and, did my uh, reps. I'm doing my thing I'm going to live in L.A. because that's where my podcast is right now. And yeah. I live there and I went out there and I wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't moved there. And I'm going to just stick it out and I'm going to just see what's up. And if I move someplace else, I'll move someplace else. But like, uh, like I said, like as long as you sell tickets, you can live wherever the fuck you want. It's like it does not right. matter. And more and more people are starting to realize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Could you not do your podcast from some other city? Could you not I move can, to but like, it's a tough it? thing to like transition on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Got to really yeah. plot that kind of thing out. And, you know, this, I already just had a transition. So that was difficult in itself enough. And so it's just like, let's chill here. Like, let's like just chill. Things are going good. Yeah. Like, I just don't need any more tumultuous uh, abrupt changes and so I'm chill with that and like I'm gonna just rock it out and then like you know we'll build see what happens and maybe I do move it to Buffalo or maybe I move it to someplace else I want to live you know I'm not yeah. adverse to any of it you know as long as I can keep doing the road and travel that's all I care about I love hotels I love being on the road more than yeah. anything in the world do you remember the first road gig that you ever landed oh my god dude I mean I remember the first like driving ones and then like Tom was my first ever like I have to fly to a place. Yeah. Which was crazy. It was Orla- the Orlando Improv, which I did in it was probably twenty thirteen. And I had to borrow three hundred dollars from my mother to buy the plane ticket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I'll pay you back from I'm the gonna check. get paid. Yeah. And I did. I paid her back, but like, you know, it was like a you know, you make five hundred bucks i paid her 300 bucks back right but uh yeah that was like october of 2013 and now i'm going to headline it uh in june fuck yeah nice. that's, that's awesome time, which is crazy yeah that's first awesome. time headlining that yeah so like it's almost it's like eight years later but it's still crazy yeah and you yeah. hosted that show. and that was the first time i ever like i worked with tom in buffalo and then he like dm'd me and was like will you fly to orlando and do the orlando improv that was the first time I like worked with Tom on the road. Was this club Orlando Improv, which, like I said, I'm headlining now. So this is gonna be crazy. That's so, so cool. So it's a, it holds like a special place. I mean, it right. changed my life. Yeah. Doing that gig, yeah. I always like to. I always like to ask that because it's like, it's cool to hear, especially like, someone who's headlining now to hear them, like, kind of relish on the stories of like. This was a huge, like, you had to borrow money yeah. and pay it back just to go do this gig. First and time I'm ever like, flying to do a show. <laughs> coming for full circle, 
for you. I think yeah, that, man, it's crazy. I like hearing those it's, stories. Uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. It makes me, like, sad in a way. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why it makes me sad. Like a bittersweet? Not a bittersweet. You don't miss those days? No, I don't miss them at all, but it makes me just, like, you just go, like, I hope it lasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's scary because you're just, like, this feels so great, but, like, I'm just scratching the surface. Like, I hope I can keep it going. You know what I mean? Right. And it makes you, it freaks you out a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I hope the bottom don't drop out of this thing. Yeah. I just can't believe it's happening sometimes either, you know? So what, uh, what like guy even you doing this club? I middled this club so many times and now I'm back here. I'm headlining. I've never yeah. met Colleen, by the way. Never? In the history <laughs> of my life. She's always been like, she takes so, I'm not saying she takes frequent vacations when I said, I'm saying I've been here so f- like ill frequent of times. Mm-hmm. That every time I've come here, she's gone on vacation. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> you're missing such out. a weird. Yeah. I know, of course. Everyone's like, Colleen's the best co- comedy club manager in the biz, blah blah blah. And I've never gotten to meet her. It's hilarious. <laughs> One it's day just, the s- yeah. stars will align in your path. Yeah. I hope so. I remember. Sure, I remember when I just middled here. Like tw- I middled here twice, and she was gone both times. And it was like maybe three years apart from each other. <laughs> and I would have to email her my avails, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, this woman's never seen me. <laughs> well, so I'm just like throwing my avails into the wind, you know? And I get why she never booked me because like, she's never watched me and she's never met me, yeah. you know? And I just had that shit luck. Where I was always <laughs> here when she was gone. Yeah. But you she know? does take a lot of our word. Too, a lot of the staff. Yeah. If the staff is oh, like, well, that's nice. Yeah. You guys terrible. weren't vouching for me when I was yeah. in the middle, though. <laughs> I think like the first two weeks that I was here, she had everybody write down requests that yeah. they had, and I was like, I don't really know. So <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to get feature work, but that's tough to do in this day and age, to be quite right. honest. And I know, yeah. and I know that I'm just fucking busting balls, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I remember <laughs> it was like, oh god, like I'm gonna give some weekends. I'm gonna lie and say this weekend's filled. <laughs> so it looks like I'm doing shit, you know that kind of thing. What happened, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you, you were good? just if you were no, just featuring, there, there's a chance we may have remembered your name because that happens with me a lot because I've been here for 17 years. And yeah. So with I mean, I middled here remember. in 2011 and 2015. So I've only been here for what, like five years? Yeah. yeah so. And you're clean. No, so, <laughs> <laughs> but with the feature oh. acts, I, I, I'll hear the name and I'll remember the name. You know what's crazy? Nick, it. who featured tonight, yeah. mm-hmm. MC'd the last time I was here when I middled. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it was for he Tom, was, by the way. He was talking about that remembering something? seeing you the last time. I'm sure I did like some and of the same jokes. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when you're yeah. doing an hour, I mean. Yeah, he was talking about working with you the last time, and he was like, it's so fucking cool to see him, like, here, and now they're here for him. He was was pretty stoked about it. It's wild. Nick's a good dude. He's the best dude. I love that show he's on, too. I used to do radio, so, like, I still follow all the... Todd and Tyler. Tyler. Great radio show, yeah. Yeah. I would have done a call-in, too. I told him, I was like, next time I'm here, man, I'll do a fucking phoner. I don't give a shit. Well, hopefully next time oh, you're yeah. here, you can actually go in the fucking studio. For real. That too, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. Because I know they're Are they here? The Are they? Yeah. I didn't know that they were like based here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. in yeah. Omaha. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. They just syndicate. they're syndicated. Yeah. Yeah. To Wichita and Lincoln and somewhere Yeah. I mean, else. I, I I was doing morning radio from like the age of 15 till I was 31. 30, actually 32. Was 33. that all in Buffalo? Yeah. Well, some of it was in Cleveland. Oh, okay. 
worst part of it was in Cleveland. <laughs> 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 I fucking hated it there. <laughs> the worst part of my life. Ah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, you learn some things, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that show sucked. It was with an old comic, by the way. There was a comic on there, a guy named Chuck Booms. I'll throw his fucking name out there. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Google this loser. Uh, <laughs> and I, I had to produce his show, and it was like, this guy was such a hack, dude. And he would, like, also assault your time outside of the hours of the radio where he'd have to call yeah. me at like 4 30 p.m 5 p.m to tell me what he wanted to talk about the next day but it would end up being like therapy sessions yeah. and i would be like this fucking loser he was a guy who bud friedman liked and he did like a &E at the improv he used to close those shows out ah. with crowd work he was one of those guys and in the 80s that was hot oh yeah <laughs> So that was what he'd go out there and be like, nice shirt, baba dee boop. You know, that was his <laughs> <laughs> And there was like, when they auditioned people to take over for Letterman, when Conan got it, mm -hmm. he was on a short list. Really? The bottom of that short list. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's his claim to fame. He went to LA, he went and he shot, the, shot a test or whatever. They immediately were like, this guy sucks. <laughs> we're going to hire Conan, whatever the fuck they did. And so he was bitter about that for the rest of his life. He had a syndicated radio show with this guy on Fox Sports. It got canceled because, like, they couldn't get along. They reunited them for this sports radio show that I was now the executive producer of in Cleveland. Hmm. And, you know, so I came in there. The, the program director knew what I did. I wrote bits, blah, blah, blah. And I did, like, on-air theater sketches or whatever. So he wanted me to do that for this show. And I ran it. So it was like, fine. This guy comes in. He's doing fucking Asian accents and shit. I'm like, you know, radio shows get fired for Asian accents nowadays. He's like, I'm doing Quincy. I'm like, Quincy hasn't been on the air in 40 years. Like, what <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking references Quincy? Yeah. So like, I'm having it out with this guy. The other guy's like an old school. He used to, he played football and like when they wore leather helmets and he, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like on the Jets. Music you know brain I mean? cells. He's yeah. still highlighting newspapers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's 2011, he's still like, I'm like, whatever, let him have his routine. He was the most professional of everybody. But it was a nightmare. And I did my bits, and I remember the program director being like, your bits are... Uh, I took, I took what I did was I took Mike Holgram, who was the GM of the Browns at the time. Sorry, I'm holding this bowl, by the way. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Mike Holgram, he wouldn't do any Cleveland radio, but he would still do Seattle radio, where he was a coach, obviously, back when he was coach of the Seahawks. Mm. So he did an interview with some Seattle station that he used to get paid to do a radio show for. And I taped the entire interview and I just took the Mike Holmgren parts and I isolated them. And then I said, uh, well, get this. Mike Holmgren has done every radio station in Seattle. He did the hip hop station and then I'd play the tape and it was me being like, a hip-hop guy interviewing Mike Holmgren and manipulating the <laughs> answers. And I was like, he did the rocks. like, And I did like all the different varieties of radio. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh -huh. like, and I had some girl at the radio station play some dipshit lady, like being like, oh, my. You know, like, I'm like, he's done all the... So like every... And I manipulated all the answers. He was on the hip-hop station saying wild shit. <laughs> Whatever. So like the radio... My own boss comes to me and goes, this... People think that's real. 
you're taking away from the legitimacy of our radio station and i was like people who think that's real are absolute like are like they're r words like what are you talking (laughs) (laughs) like if you did you say r words to him i said the word i mean i didn't say r word i said like if you think that that if you think if anybody who actually thinks that's real is an idiot, he goes, "Well, uh, the corporate so and so thought it was real," and I was like, "Let me have a conversation with this person. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how they've risen to the title of X, you know, by thinking something so absolutely ridiculous is real." Yeah, you know. And right. so I had we had a conversation, a couple conversations, and I eventually left that job. because of that oh i mean that was like uh the start of like they wouldn't let me do things because they thought i was taking away from their legitimacy as a sports station Uh, and they were trying to get the rights to the cleveland browns they were trying to get the rights to and me playing my parlor games in the morning was damaging these deals so I, wow, you had some power. Jesus. Well, I was on the morning show. I mean, I was just you know fucking around. I know, but to have the power to That's ruin radio, the whole though. fucking name of the station. That's radio, though, dude. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, people are listening. I mean, and sponsors especially. Yeah, I know. There, we there was someone at uh, Bad Mouth, a, a sponsor, said something about a sponsor, and they no longer worked at the radio station after that. Well, of course. That's if you can. It's all about a game of do you bring in more ad money than you lose, right? Like, yeah. uh, I remember one time, this is in the early days of Twitter, uh, I I went to a nightclub. I hate nightclubs, you know, I fucking always have. And my cousin dragged me to one. <laughs> and I went inside and we're in there. And I took like a picture and I posted a tweet and I said, the next time I come in here, I hope I'm wearing a bomb vest. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, I lost a bit of a buy for Mardi Gras from that nightclub and a couple other nightclubs that that person owned. And my boss like called me and he was, you had your Stevie Johnson moment. That was a Buffalo reference. Like Stevie Johnson made a weird tweet. Like when he dropped a pass in the end zone, he blamed God and people like lit him up and he saw some flack from that. So my boss goes, you had your Stevie Johnson moment. I'm going to chalk it up to that. So it was like, he was cool. He didn't fire me, but that was like in 2009. If that was in 2000, now, nineteen, yeah, I would be Fuck. dead. I'd be, fun, yeah. you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. They'd be all Twitter cunt. wasn't even a thing really, but it was like it got enough fire where it like lost the buy, but like the public didn't know. It wasn't like a news story, you know. And there wasn't you know, a, millions of people sharing it over and over again, calling for your name. Right, and the buy wasn't that much. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really cost them that much money i mean yeah i mean they, they go oh wait how much do you make okay nothing and you do nine jobs okay yeah we're gonna be fine losing that buy that's like we saved enough money on you that was really <laughs> when i learned that i was being treated like dirt and could do whatever i became don draper at that point i was coming and going whenever i pleased i just was like a ghost as long as i got my work done they didn't give a shit yeah that's always nice when you uh you get to that point where you're like, man, uh, you, you know what I, I'm here. You know what I can do. And uh, Yeah, it'd be know. nice if you got a living wage. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know what Getting it paid me? is important. It taught me to keep my nut low, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, like, money beyond that has been cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. my nut's so low. Like, it's 
Oh, it would alarm some people. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, are you still living off of how much? And then they'd be like, you still act like you live off how much? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're doing okay now. Like, you don't have to do that anymore. You can bump that up a little bit. I've had a couple of people be like, hey, man, you can afford to do this or that. Like, little things. I'm like, (laughs) oh, I guess I can, yeah. (laughs) I I do have an extra 50 bucks. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) it. Like, you're like, no shit, I can just pay that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have to make six monthly so payments. So weird. Yeah, you're just like conditioned like a fucking nom vet or something into poverty. <laughs> well, it's better than the other way around of, you know, getting a shit ton of money and then oh, yeah, it all away. Never way want that. Your mean. And just yeah. to be like a dipshit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just like an asshole. Like you have no conscious of like just you have no sympathy or empathy for anything. You know, you're just a fucking rich asshole. All these NFL players that go fucking bankrupt. It's like, you make $5 million a year. How the fuck do you go bankrupt? Here's how I have sympathy for that. It's because they get into it from a a stance of where we are. Like, well, I'm not going to lump you guys in with me. I'm just saying I, from where I am. Like, if someone came to me right now and gave me a signing bonus of like $3.5 million, I would be a real dildo (laughs) i'm not saying i would be a bad person i wouldn't be a bad person but i'd be like i wouldn't know what the fuck i would act like money i would be like i'm rich forever because that's more money think about this these guys are used to like i don't even know what they're used to their parents making 40 grand a year yeah right so they think like i lived my entire life with my dad making 40 my mom or dad making 40 grand a year and we had this that the other thing I'm making a bazillion dollars compared to that. Right. So they don't have a scale of how much that money is and then what they buy and how it can determine those things. So I like have deep sympathy for that because I would be this. I'm going to be the same. I guarantee you right now I am going to be the same way. When you get your, <laughs> when you get your signing bonus. I'm not even going to make that much money and I'm going to be the same way. <laughs> I'm going to make like... A thirteenth of that money, I hope, in all <laughs> prayer to God, and still be that way where I go like I didn't know what I was doing because I don't because yeah. there's no literacy when it comes to that kind of thing, you know. So I feel terrible for those NFL players that go broke because they're just like guided poorly, you know. This is true. Yeah, they have yeah. no guidance. No, no guidance. It's awful. And some yeah. of them have good guidance, and Their they make up a bazillion dollars. Yeah, millions some of, them, of dollars. Like, I yeah. got my money invested in Zoom. You're like, whoa, all right. <laughs> or like, they're like, I got a real estate firm. You're like, okay, no shit. Like, there was like a couple players on the Bills I got to know that were like players for two years. You know, they didn't do shit in the NFL. Like, no one would really remember their name, but they just threw their hundreds of thousands of dollars into certain things. And they're like, yeah, I'm a real estate guy now. Or like I own a pharmaceutical company or something. You know what I'm saying? Like wild shit like that. So it's like, it depends on your literacy with finances. And well, I'd heard uh, Marshawn Lynch has not like wasted any of his money from his playing career. Like all his money that he's used is from his like sponsors. Well, all his like money. I detailed cars for yeah, a but like of also guys. he'll always have a personality. Oh yeah, so he yeah. can just do whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. He could be in commercials. He can be, he goes to a show. He does. He could do a fucking podcast, and it would make him millions of dollars. Yeah, he like, could be the one of the top podcasts in the world. 
if you wanted to. Yeah, I've heard you say, would that be like your number one guy to have on your podcast? Like, that'd be, that'd I used be to talk wild. to him all the time, dude. I mean, like, it's so weird that, like, when he was a rookie and he wasn't talking to people, like, he was chill to talk to me. And then he got, like, famous when he went to a good team, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the time... With the like where he beat the Saints and like the fucking oh, and that, earth uh, shook and yeah. shit like that. And then he was like, I'm here to not get fine, blah, blah, blah. He did that whole thing. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I got hours of tape of this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like me and him just like got along. I don't know what it was. And I don't even know if he fucking remembers that shit, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'd love to find out. And uh, it's we're the same age and shit. So it's kind of mm. wild in that way, too. But it's just like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to find out. If he remembered me, and that's why he'd be like my number one guest mm. on the show for sure. So, how did you meet him before then? How did you? Oh, because I was on radio, on radio. and we had the rights radio. to the bills, and so I got locker room access every Wednesday. I got to go in there and do like I would do dumb questions. I'd be like, I'd write them out and just go in and be like, and we play a game like with listeners, you know, know your bills. So like. I'd ask a dumb question, they'd answer it, and then the listener we'd give them multiple choice. Like, did they? So we'd take some straight ones, we'd take some wacky ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And Marshawn was always the dude that I'd go to because he'd always have hilarious answers, mm-hmm. and he was just like a ch- a guy I wanted to like chill and talk to. Ryan Fitzpatrick was another one I would always go to. Always had great answers mm-hmm. and always available because he was the backup. Right. Yeah. And now he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. So mm-hmm. everyone oh, yeah. knows he's hilarious, but he's always been hilarious. That's the thing. Like he's a legitimately, he could do stand up. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's hilarious, mm-hmm. but there's always been guys. Stevie Johnson was a guy that was super funny before he got famous, like, and became the number one receiver. Guys like that, the backups were always, mm-hmm. you find a personality. Robert Royal was this tight end that was just hilarious as fuck. So you find them and you get some answers, blah, 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 and then you do a game show out of it. That's how I met him. Every Wednesday I'd go in there and do that kind of shit, and I met him doing that, and then we'd always talk, and then he got traded. It sucked. <laughs> I hate like, it. son of a bitch. Well, then he got traded to the Seahawks, and I fucking hate the Seahawks because I'm a Niner fan. Right. So I always despise them, and then like once he left, I'm like, this guy's fucking cool. No, like, yeah. I love Marshawn Lynch. Dude, he, he signed a jersey and gave me like a I – ha- and I sold it to move to L.A. But – I got the guy that I sold it to. He's going to sell it to me back. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It was, yeah. Now that you're headlining shows, you can buy your shit back? (laughs) I have to have it back, dude. I have to have it back. (laughs) I have to. Well, at at least you, so you've talked to him and he's, he's willing to part with it. It's kind of like a, like a, like a rental. No. Yeah. He told me, he's like, I'm going to spend way more than I sold it for, but I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. I mean, that's what he bought it for. It was a solid probably at some point. So. Good thing yeah. he still has it. No, yeah. he. T- I told him, I go, I'm going to buy it for the, you're never going to get this much money for it. I'm going to buy it for this much money. Just chill with it for now and yeah. I'll get it from you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just wait, I'll it be back. back. I'm going to buy it back, yeah. You just made that guy a pawn shop. I mean, it was like a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a rookie. Yeah, basically. I mean, it, yeah. it's a rookie year signed jersey. I was like, it's f- fucking mounted and shit. I was like, dude, I'll I'll pay like 10 times what I sold it to you for. Or, I mean, I'll have just to have it again, you know. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's special. So, what a uh, guy you like into comedy? Like, what made you think like wanted to start doing stand up? I don't even know. Like, I uh, in school and shit, I always was like doing uh, like public speaking stuff, mm. and I was good at public speaking. And I always thought the most fun part of it was when people would laugh. 
So, like, I remember I couldn't play in the, like, uh, school band uh, concert because mm-hmm. I had my eye surgery. And so, like, playing a saxophone, like, it builds pressure in your face and shit so you can't play. So the school, the band teacher or whatever was like, why don't you just, like, announce the songs or whatever? And I don't know what got into me or whatever, but, like, I started, like, there was a very uh, important Sabres game that night, too. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went out there and I would, like, do little updates about the Sabres game and, like, make a joke, like, be like, this next song is blah, blah, blah. By the way, the Sabres are up to, you know what I mean? And I remember (laughs) people would, like, laugh. And I remember, like, getting so electrocuted by that. Like, it was, and then I was a ham for the rest of the time. And I remember my band teacher being pissed at me that I kind of stole the thunder. Because I definitely, like, stole the thunder. I remember people, like, talking about it. And my band teacher was, like, pissed at me. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember being, like, that's the best feeling I've ever had. And so, I don't know. I always wanted to do stuff like that. I don't know. And so I started doing radio really early. And I thought that was doing comedy. And it it is kind of. But, like, I remember Opie and Anthony or, like, Stern and shit. I was, like, I want to do that. And I got on the local version of that. I thought, like, it'd be cool if I got on this show. That's I remember saying that to myself at like 15 and then I was 16 and I was on the show <laughs> and that was crazy and I wasn't making any money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, is this it? I'm going to make like this much money for the rest of my, this is cr- low money. But at the time, you know, you're 16 or whatever. You're like, this is crazy. And so I did it and I was on that show and I did that until I was 31 years old. I mean, obviously I got raises along the way and like cre- more, you know, titles or what have you mm-hmm. but um yeah man it was wild like i just did that and that's and i didn't start doing stand-up until i started meeting local stand-ups through doing that show we used to do like you know last comic standing was a big thing in the early 2000s mm-hmm. so we did our like local version of that and i just got to meet the local comics and that's how i met matt bergman actually through doing that and he like you know we started hanging out or whatever and one day he was like why don't you do stand-up and I was like, I, I honestly, because I don't even really know how, like, why, what do you do? And so he showed me like where open mics were. I went, I did two of them and I sucked. And I was just like, this is weird. I don't even know what I'm doing. And then he booked me on a pack show at like a theater, like not a, not a theater, like a rock club. Mm-hmm. And it was him and a couple other local guys that were t- like hot. And they, and 300, 300 people were at this show, dude. It was like sold out. It's called the Mohawk place packed to the gills. And he had me do five minutes on it, dude. And I ate my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just silence. This is like in 2007. And I walked. This wasn't even a paid show, so that's why I didn't bring it up earlier. But, like, I remember eating my dick and walking into the alley and just vomiting and just, like, puking my guts out because I knew that was me. I mean, I knew it wasn't the, you know, you can't. They were listening. It was packed. Everyone else murdered. (laughs) I sucked. And I, it just was the sickening. I didn't get on stage for another year. I had to go to like, I like went to Europe and like had all this, like I did mushrooms and shit. I did like an epiphany kind of a thing. And then I came back and I was like, I know I figured it out. I was like, I have to do this like as often as I can. How old were you then? 22. So I'm 35 now. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) So I was looking uh, 
online. So when so I noticed that uh, you and I'm unless it was lying to me, it appeared that you have an IMDb. Do I? Did, I were you so. in some? Never been in anything. Hmm. I've not even been. I don't even have a TV credit. I have no credits. Your mom's house is my credit. <laughs> Sincerely. And it's wild that I can sell a ticket based off just that. Yeah. How did you end up even meeting Tom? I had just middled for him one time back in 2013. I had just gotten passed by Helium Clubs to be a middle, and I middled for him. And, uh, you know, it's wild. Like, you middle for some guys, and you have, like, the best weekend of your life. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's my new best friend. And then they, they leave on Sunday, and you never hear from him. <laughs> I've... I feel that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're like driving around. You have lunch. You're like, this guy, where have I his number now? I mean, like, and then you never hear from him again, right? With Tom, it was kind of like just one of those like regular weekends. You know, it's like we're friendly, having good conversation. We went to a bar maybe once or twice. And then like, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later. And Tom, by the way, wasn't like selling tickets at the time. Like right. he was just kind of starting to maybe just like just starting to. But it was still clubs, and it was like you know some a little papering here and there. But he was just starting to like sell tickets, like in like this way, like you know, mm-hmm. club wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I did that Buffalo weekend with him. Mm-hmm. Went to a bar, blah blah blah. Two weeks later, he like DM'd me on Twitter and was like, "You want to come to Orlando?" Had to borrow money from my mom, fly down yeah. there, yeah, that was and then like I did that gig with him, and then I did a I forget what the next one would have been. But eventually, he started doing theaters, and he goes to me, hey, man, you don't have to pay for your plane tickets anymore. And I was like, whoa. I mean, as a comic, as in a middle, that's the huge. Yeah. yeah. That's everything. So how long were pay. you middling for him before? Probably like a year. Yeah. Half a year, maybe. Pretty like, consistent? Not really. No. <laughs> was like, oh, I'd say like yeah. five times or whatever. Yeah. But he was like, at this point, you don't have to anymore. And then it got to be like... And he still had other guys. I knew the other guys in his rotation, you know. They were yeah. friends of mine. And uh, he still uses them. And then uh, at at one point he says to me in 2017, he goes, if you move to L.A., I'll give you my whole tour. So I was like, well, fuck yeah. I'm yeah, done. LA. Yeah. And yeah. so that's exactly like I'm what moving. happened. And I moved, and he gave me, like, from August till the end of the year, all of his dates, it was basically like three weekends on the, like enough money where it was like insane from, like I could plant my roots in LA and there was yeah. nothing beyond that. No promises ever beyond at the end of the year, my tour's done. He takes like a year off. He works on a new hour. You know what I mean? There's no road gigs to be had. So I had to get a job in 2018. You know, I got an office job at that point. Didn't have any expectations of anything. Just, I'm going to get an office job here in LA and, grind it out and see what's up. I still got my own road gigs here and there, you know? Right. And uh, then, like, end of 2018, he's like, I'm starting this studio. Do you want to come work at this studio? And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to work in this dumb I office. I have that radio experience. I know exactly. how to do this shit. Right. Turns out I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> 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 which is the harsh truth. And I only know how to do this part, which is... Talk on it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. You know. So did you ever go out with any, other, like, tour or, or do regulars with anybody else other than Tom? Oh, I've opened up, I mean, in my home clubs, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I've opened for, I mean, name it. I mean, it's. Sure. 
Right. In but terms you never of middling. But like nobody's ever anybody. nobody's ever been like, You're opening for me. I mean when they gotcha. come to town they would say they would ask for me sometimes gotcha. or whatever. Right. Uh Jay Chandra Sekar is one that would take me with him. Nice. Which is a weird pull. Yeah. You know, uh, super troopers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was always so cool with me. We'd I mean, he just like partying. So I mean he was fun to party. He found me to be fun to party with. I found him to be fun to party with. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good time always together. And, uh, you know, I've worked with, a, I've a named it, I've worked with them probably in some place in New York, you know, in b- upstate New York. Did did you go do New York City stuff? When oh, you I always Bo- thought I would move there, man. I, that was where I thought I was going, you know. I would go there every couple of months. My friends, my buddy Matt Wayne, he was, while Matt Bergman was a road dog who you see all the time, Matt Wayne did the did the New York thing. You know what I mean? And came up and he's been very sick. He's been on Comedy Central, everything else. But that was, I had to go there and I do like, you know, some hot shows. But I just never really like vibed well with it. It was just always seemed like a grind to me. And L.A. seemed like the same type of grind, but the weather was nicer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like it was yeah. just like, why would I sludge my way through? You know, if I, if I, and even when I moved to L.A., I'm like, I'm not going to have a car. I'm just going to fucking move walk who gives a shit it's beautiful outside all the time yeah in new york it's a fucking nightmare it's like i don't know you live in a human filing cabinet and you pay i mean my apartment is let is like 300 dollars less than a friend of mine who lives in like a closet <laughs> and, my, and i have my own bathroom you know what i'm saying like and i live in like a two-story condo and it's like Sure, I have a roommate. So does he, and he lives in a windowless room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. When New York just always seemed terrible, drudging, and I think that's what makes good character out of people, obviously. But if you can stay true to comedy and go to L.A., like my circumstances aren't going to change my mindset. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just going to make things. I'm still going to be the downtrodden, uh, hate myself person I always have been. Just because the palm trees outside doesn't mean it changes anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a little bit warmer now. Yeah, it's just yeah. like I don't have to think about if I have to wear a jacket or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, that it, that part's lifted. Existentially, I'm still a moron, you know? Like I'm still <laughs> fucked up. It doesn't change that part of it all. Just because there's Why would you sun. add that other part of it to it? You know what I mean? Existentially, yeah. I hate myself. Why would I throw sludge and the subway onto it? You know what I mean? Of whatever else is in new york the nonsense that goes along with it you don't need another reason to hate yourself i really couldn't stand with couldn't stand like spending extended periods of no, time I, think there. I could either it's so much more expensive than la too it's weird you'd be like la's got to be more expensive it's not it's so weird hmm. it's cheaper than new york apartments are cheaper than new york yeah, i, I definitely swear thought that was it's the other brilliant. way around yeah. no dude it or is about not. the same they are not dissimilar. I mean, I like compared to like, you know, in the grand scheme, but I'm saying if you directly compare them, you get more, way more bang for your buck in LA than you do in New York hmm. as far as huh. like apartments go and stuff. Yeah, because I've heard of comics in New York, like 10 people shoving into, yeah, you know, like you said, windowless rooms, closets. Playing, paying a G. A month, you know what I'm saying? Paying like a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. My rent's not even that much, and I have my own bathroom. Like, I'm saying, dude. Like, and it's like I rent spacious. a whole house with like four bedrooms for a grand a month. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, dude, but you're in Omaha. Nebraska, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I live in Hollywood, California. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they live in New York, 
but it's yeah. like Queens or whatever the fuck, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for what? Like, so they can go to the cellar and have someone call their shirt gay? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the difference? If you're doing comedy, you're doing comedy. Like, it's all the same. Like, the stores in L.A., the cellars in New York, like, you pick and choose. I just never got a good vibe from New York. And then when Tom, I never even thought about L.A. And then Tom was like, come to L.A. And I was like, maybe well, I can okay. do that. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I went to visit, dude. Honestly, I went to visit like one weekend. And I'm an, like an idiot. I stayed in a Best Western, like right off Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> might as well stay in Times Square. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just sewer people and fucking tourists. <laughs> Hobos shitting on the road. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like they have the star. I don't even want a star on the Walk of Fame. Never give me one if I ever achieve that level of fame. But it's like fucking, I mean, I don't know. Name it. Like Fran Drescher or something. I don't know. There's just hobos shitting on your stars <laughs> <laughs> or like pissing or whatever. Like it's a nightmare. And so I stayed there and I go, I don't know if I could ever live here. This is crazy. And then I was like, Josh, you stayed in the dumbest place. There's all these suburbs around, blah, blah, blah. And then I uh, subletted an apartment from the full charge, Matt Fultron. Yeah. And uh, I realized the residential areas and I go, well, this is why this is so much chiller than New York. Like a one bedroom apartment is so much chiller here than it yeah. is in New York. You don't have people above you. You don't have people, you know, you can live in those buildings, I guess, if you live downtown or something, but it's just so much more spread out comparatively. Right. And I like that very much more. Is there, like that. That makes sense. is there other comedy scenes out there? You know, like oh, you're, you're yeah. mentioning in, in New York, you've got Buffalo and Rochester and, and Syracuse. Are there, but in out in California, all you hear about is L.A. That's the thing. Well, yeah, the, here's, the, here's the thing that people don't even talk about. You got the Brea Improv. You got the Irvine Improv. You got the Ontario Improv. All a train ride away for me as a person who doesn't drive. Those who drive can just drive to them. But these are like the suburbs of Los Angeles. They're in Orange County. They're in Riverside. I don't even really know the counties. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But you know what I'm saying? These are like they almost feel like road gigs when you go to do them. Mm. And they're huge clubs. They're 500 seats. The Bray Improv seats 500 people. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And they're amazing. And like people don't take, people who are in LA, it's silly. They don't take advantage of those. I mean, like if I was a person who was just starting in LA, I would go to those clubs and become an MC and become in that circuit. That's three clubs right there. Right. That you can drive to. Huge clubs. Yeah. And you're, that's like, Say you got like a gig a weekend at those. Cl Say you got two. I mean, that's two weekends of work a month that you could just bounce around in driving distance from you. Right. If yeah. I came up in, in Buffalo, I used to drive to Erie. I used to drive to Rochester. That's all an hour away. You could do that in L.A. No one does that. I was kind of doing it at first. I was middling at these places. This guy who books them would call me like on a drop of a dime be like you want to go i'm like yes i take a train out there i'd uber back it costs 80 bucks to uber back but whatever they're they're calling me in the fucking utility position so i'm doing it yeah and yeah. uh i mean that that's how i started when i got there those were my like bread and butter dude those those like uh suburban clubs that no one even talks about and they're all run by the same people so it's like you're good at this one you're good at that one and that one and they just send you a blah 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 all the way through the best. Yeah. Huh. No one fucks with those. And they're all worried about the Hollywood improv. They're all worried about this comedy store. There's these suburban clubs that you can just fuck with that pay in their real club work so you can get road experience too. None of these fucking dipshits have road experience. They don't know how to do 
an MC set. They don't know how to do a middle set. You know what I'm saying? Like on a road gig. Mm-hmm. They're just doing fucking bar showcases. And then when they're caught in the in the light of doing an MC set, they're fucking scatterbrained or whatever. They're fucked because they have to do a credit. They have to do a, you know, an announcement. They're fucked. Why would they do all these bar gigs? I mean, at those, sounds like those suburb, suburban shows, they're huge. I mean, yeah, but they even don't think that they're big because they're not in Hollywood. They're not in LA. They don't think that the, bo- the booker of the comedy store doesn't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about doing the road. You know what I mean? Which is where it's all at. They'd they want to do, do the club. If they're going to do the road, they want to be like I mean? the headliner of the road. They're not going to yeah. do the, you know, like I thought I was going to be a middle for the my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought like that. I was like, I'm a middle. I was stoked. I was like, I'll just yeah. be a middle till I die. I Fuck yeah. Shit. I got this shit. Yeah, dude. I don't care. I'm like, this is the shit. And I thought that was my life. And I was like stoked about it. And I was just like, I got a middle at more clubs. That was my whole goal. I was like, I yeah. got a middle more. I got to get at these clubs that won't mit- let me middle more. Like I was even this one. I was like, I got to get out to this Omaha club more often. They got to have me middle twice a year or something. Yeah. Something like that. So like I was pounding the pavement, you know. And then when I went out to L.A., I found these clubs and they passed me. They had me do like an audition. I opened for Brooks Whelan and, uh, on like a Wednesday. And then they were like, they came backstage. The bookers came backstage and I didn't even know they were there. And they're like. We're going to let you send the veils in and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't know you were coming. It was a Wednesday. Yeah. I thought it was just like a $200 gig. I didn't know it was going to be an audition. Yeah. But here I did. I did fine. So, like, uh, it gave me a bunch of work. And I'm, like, telling other comics in L.A., I'm like, yeah, I'm doing Bray. I'm doing her. Like, How did you get that? I'm like, you just go to the club <laughs> and do the shows, dude. Like, <laughs> audition. I mean. Not uh, a fucking magic trick. It's not a secret. It's just yeah, do I mean, the work. Yeah, exist. Like, they're not going to come to the you know, fucking shit bars you're doing in Hollywood <laughs> to come see you and then come out to Brea. You know what I mean? So. They're not scouting for talent at the fucking hole in the wall bar. Right. I just kind of came up in clubs like that. So I thought that's how you did things, yeah. you know? Hear that, Ty? They're not, you're not going to get found at those hole in the wall bars you do in Iowa. No, those are, <laughs> <laughs> those are practice. And you come to the club and you deliver those jokes that you work out. That's all I need. <laughs> well, here what's nice that I like is like, because like you said, when you motate there, you go to those different, like here, I can drive to Des Moines in two hours and go yeah. to the independent club there and then pop up to Minneapolis. And so you're just, three hours is not shit here. Exactly. And right. so it's, it's not just, in LA either, but it's closer distance. You'd Kansas be surprised. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's the whole theory though. That's my point is like, like you said, three hours isn't shit. So in LA... Brea shouldn't be shit to people, but it is because it is like a three-hour commute when it's really not that far away. You know what I'm saying? Just because it takes mm-hmm. so fucking long? Yeah, like I have to take like a train to get to it. A goddamn like a choo-choo, like a real. Right. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. in fucking Anaheim. Some of these Craig like Peters Out past Anaheim. Yeah. So yeah. it is kind of the same. It's like you're doing a road gig, even though you're in the same vicinity, so to speak, you know? But that's what it, that's what, that's the mentality you have to have it's three hours isn't shit, you know? I mean, shit, I used to fucking... I remember driving from when Helium opened St. Louis. I would drive from Buffalo to St. Louis and just be like, I'll be drinking Red Bull, smoking cigarettes out my window. <laughs> do a little of that, you know, see what's up. <laughs> just drive through the night, you know? It wouldn't be shit. It would be the best. It's the best feeling ever. I miss oh, it, yeah. but I don't. Also, Buffalo to St. Louis. How long does that take? 12 hours. 
Fuck. Dude, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and me and my buddy Kyle Turner, uh, he's a comic in New York now. He, him, and I. He was. I brought him to MC. It was Joey Diaz was headline. Joey Diaz brings someone MC. I was like, all right, nice. So I brought my buddy Kyle, and I was like, good. He'll drive. We'll mix it up. So on the way down, we kind of rotated. But on the way back, it was Super Bowl Sunday the next day. Mm-hmm. And it was the year Peyton Manning was playing the Panthers. So I don't know what year that was, 2015 or something? Yeah. It was the Von Miller Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Cam Newton yep. was MVP of the league. But anywho, uh, we debated. I said, you know, the Super Bowl is tomorrow night. Do you want to wake up early drive and then get home and the Super Bowl starts or do you want to leave after the show get home at lunchtime take a nap watch the Super Bowl this was our debate (laughs) and so he goes what do you think and I was like I'll drive I'll drive because like you know after a show you're amped I'm middling so like yeah Joey Diaz shows the crowds are incredible Joey Diaz gets you high so I was like I'll I'll drive the first leg I said you drive, you wake, whenever you wake up, you can drive the rest of the way. So he's like, cool, I'm down for that. And so we go, we get high with Joey. I have to drive Joey back to the hotel, stuff like that. So anyway, we get on the road, maybe midnight, 1230, kind of. Mm-hmm. We think like, oh, lunchtime, we'll get home. So he passes out. I'm fucking clipping. I don't stop for shit. I'm fucking pounding Red Bulls. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm doing speed. I'm fucking smoking cigarettes. I'm like a trucker. I'm flying, dude. I'm listening to tunes. I'm in the zone. By the time he wakes up, I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's fucking the next day at 11 a.m. I didn't. I stopped for gas. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> wow. I clipped, dude. And he and he just slept the whole night. I'm like, yeah, you're useless. <laughs> and he got like, fucking well, brought you. Thanks for your help, yeah. dude. He goes, yeah. do you want me to drive the rest of the way? I go, dude. I am. I am like an hour and 15 minutes. I'm finishing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I finished that fucking trip. I remember I dropped him off, went home, took the hardest nap of my life, and then woke up and like was the most satisfied watching that Super Bowl. <laughs> like, and I took that nap, but I drove that whole way back without his assistance, and he like still bitches. He's like, my back's sore. I'm like, you didn't do shit. Dude. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Like you on the way, and and, I, and by the way, the way back was way quicker than the way there where we alternated. You know, so I feel like I'm just better at it. You have to stop as much. <laughs> yeah, I Way stopped once efficient. for gas. Like I pumped. I like went till I couldn't. It got dicey. You know, you like to gamble. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I uh, I filled it up again, and it was one shot. I could do it. It was the best. Damn. I was clipping. That was nighttime. You know. <laughs> Rumbly strip would happen. You'd be like, <gasps> I'd be like nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Go back to sleep. Yeah. You ever have that where you're just like. Uh I had so many jaunts from the Columbus Funny Bone to Buffalo that were like, I almost died like six times coming back from that club. Like, it was just the amount of time where it was enough to be a nuisance, you know, like five hours. You know, so when you leave like at the end, it's just enough time to fuck with you. Yep. The last couple hours. Oh, yeah. 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 Last hours, like, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, you're just like, you know, you get lazy or whatever. Yeah. I've stopped so many times at truck stops because of that, like, and just chilled for like an hour sleeping, <laughs> just because that that five hours is like that cusp. Either you're prepared for it, or you're not. You know. You have any multiple <laughs> hour road trips like that, Ty? Do you usually um, get out that far? I was telling 
Daisy the other day. I took a, I took a local. I was Midland in South Dakota. It was five and a half hours away. I got up, worked that day till two thirty, seven to two thirty. Got off work, begged this kid to just ride with me, keep me up, and he's a talker. So I knew we. So I drive the just five. Just a friend of yours. Yeah, local comic friend. Oh, so he's a comic also. Okay. Yep, and I uh, drove five and a half hours. Get there. It's an eight o'clock show. Middle, do the show. We don't get out of there till ten or eleven. Was there a host? It's uh, he ended up being the host. Oh, looky him. Yeah, that's what I was wondering <laughs> if he was going to get a set. Yeah, he ended up getting a guest <laughs> set that turned into a host spot. So we leave there, and it's like three o'clock in the morning, and I had to be up at work. I got up at six thirty, oh, but we're right outside by Council Bluffs. And this kid is still talking. And you guys probably, I won't say his name, but you know who he is. <laughs> He's still talking, but I drove the whole way up and back. And I'm drifting under a semi going around to turn with my eyes open. <laughs> I'm doing that. And I, I realize that as I'm just about to drive under the semi. And then I go, oh. And I come back, and he just looks at me. He goes, he had been talking the whole time, and then I, he said, I was wondering if you were going to see that. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude, yell or something. And, I just like, and then I just got back. I've done that several times where I've just slept in my, pulled into work, slept in the parking lot, got up in the morning, and yeah. then just really fucked off at work the next day. And then went from there. I had in college one time, we did this similar thing, like, I don't know why we were all like let's just drive home after a party like very far away we're, we're in fredonia new york which is about a 90 minute drive from buffalo and after a house party in fredonia we're like let's just go sleep in our own beds so one kid was like i'm cool to drive so we are just driving and there's three of us in the back seat and then two people in the you know front as normal and all of a sudden it's like rumble strip central it's like <laughs> <laughs> and uh the guy in the passenger seat just casually looks over and goes, dude, are you sleeping? <laughs> and like the guy goes like, huh? And he like steered us back on. And then we like stopped at a McDonald's and got coffee. And he was just like, I totally was sleeping. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so casually. It was so weird. And we're just like sitting in the back. I'm like, yeah, man, you were sleeping. <laughs> I didn't even like move. It was like, we could have just died. I, I used to do, like, the dumbest shit to try to stay. Like, in college, I would procrastinate hardcore mm -hmm. and then get all into all-nighters, and I would do some dumb shit. Like, I was a Christian kid, so I didn't get into uppers or that yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one, one night I drank. I literally did this. I went to IV. I got a six-pack of prune juice, and I snorted no-dose. And then I drank because a trucker buddy told me about it. Then I drank the prune juice and just stayed up and shit all night. And I, I couldn't go to sleep because I would shit the bed. And then I just stayed up and why? Because I'm Because I'm the R word. <laughs> Who even told you that was a good idea? I don't like, know, yeah, but I, I, I need did to it on this. more than one occasion. It works. It, you don't go to sleep for what? No, you just you can't stop shitting. You get so bored, and then you just shit all night that sucks sounds like a terrible yeah, night sounds, yeah i did dumb to stuff. do it a second time <laughs> i don't understand that i'm and more of a downer fella than an upper fella that's why i never like you know i i've done coke and whatever i'll probably do it again 
but it's like never been a thing where I'm like, I want to do that again the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never been like that at all. I don't want to be awake ever. I like the ones that go like, hey, you're going to sleep for like six days. <laughs> Maybe wake up in a puddle of your own self. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys got any other questions for Josh? Uh, I don't think so. Do we want to? So. Do we ever decide what we're going to do with the Cheeto challenge? I mean, I'll do it. I don't think I'm going to be very good. Uh-huh. I have a fucking gag reflex like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Like I can't even All right, brush so my teeth without oh. gagging. So let's see. I have to put them in my Billy, mouth. Billy, you got your phone. You want to record that? Are you going to yeah. so, so, so stuff as many into your mouth. Get as many in your mouth as you can. Do I have a time limit? Nope, no, no time limit. All right, I'm going to do this gently. What? Yep, yeah. Billy's getting his phone out. Uh, so get as many in your mouth as you can without crushing them or breaking them. And they got to be at least halfway in. I hate these. Okay, ready? <laughs> you don't have to you eat. You don't have to do them. Well, hey. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm a sport. Maybe you don't have to eat them. You can spit them back out. I'm not oh. gonna, that's disgusting. I'd rather well, ingest. Them. If you got a whole mouthful of I Cheetos, enough. Like here. this guy over here was. Would you get 16. sixteen? I know there's like a record. I'm gonna yeah, probably yeah. be the lowest. No, yeah. Nick Allen actually has the lowest with four. I don't know that I can. Do, four seems like a lot to me, but let's try. All right, here we go. Let's I have see. A small mouth. I would be. I wouldn't even be able to blow a dude with a micro dick. <laughs> I would choke on well, if you're holding about a micro dick in your hand, so if you get one of those, then you're, is, you're good you for a micro dick. This is a micro dick, honestly. This is a bigger than a micro dick, I think. Well, see, so if you get that, and no then you, I have micro no dicks experience with micro dicks. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I think this is like, a, a, I mean, I guess, I guess this is a micro dick. It's, I, I heard they're like clits. I feel like in the micro dick community, if I that saw would clip, be generous. If I saw exactly, because <laughs> <laughs> be I'm generous. just I'm basing it off the clit example. If I yeah. saw a clit this big, I'd be alarmed. Yeah, yeah I think I would too. <laughs> this would be like I'd be like, "Your clit." Be like is, now, I'm questioning. Is everything. that an umbilical cord? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go for it now. All right, here we go. He's going with one. I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get this one in. You got to use the cheeks. Is this good? Is this yeah, good? yeah, no, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Yep. Oh, my God. I suck uh, one is solid. Don't, don't think about it too much. I'm yeah. Dead. If you, you, you think about it too much, that's what makes it harder. You should have seen the truck stop we bought those from. <laughs> <laughs> they were open, too. <laughs> and we got three. Ooh, I can't eat it. Oh, you can. I can't eat it. <laughs> uh-uh. Can't even tie Nick. <laughs> oh, he's gonna eat him. All right, we'll call it at three. three. I fuck, dude. <laughs> dude, that, that was too much for me. That alone was too much. My mouth is small. Well, you called so it in the beginning. At least I'm so glad I'm not gay. Penises. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to put a penis in my mouth whatsoever. Three micro dicks or one small one. God, I don't even. How do I even get a tit in there? You know, <laughs> small tits, a little bit of. But those yeah. are now that I think about those. Dude, are was, like, I wasn't even like fucking with you. That was hard. Really? Three. Yeah. No, like <laughs> the two on the side mm-hmm. occupied that. One in the middle is enough to make me like I was choking. <laughs> Not choking, but like gaggy. You know what I'm saying? Like where I was like, oh, oh. you did have some nice tusk action going on there. You just kind of picture them as old school nipples. I'm. Like, the, I told you, I was gonna, <laughs> like the, the ones that curve up. You know, <laughs> but they're really old school. I mean, like, 
This is a nipple? Are you serious? Like, like what nipple are you fucking? Like 70s, <laughs> 80s, those, the fake ones where you get the upturn. Never, I, never seen I don't a nipple. Know I guess I've seen some. I guess I've seen some cool nipples. <laughs> I have, I guess, a National Geographic cool or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's not who I'm fucking. I don't know, like where you're fucking a lady. Like uh, I just have one lady in mind. I just thought <laughs> <laughs> ties into big That's nipple porn. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe you made a trip to Zimbabwe or something. But. <laughs> just date in Iowa. Just Iowa. Is there an Long open mic girl with big nipples or something? No. <laughs> Just some lady. I would not talk about an open mic girl on here. <laughs> I think we just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's too late. Not go there. That's the best part about comedy scenes. Is like, I don't know. Open mic girls? Just girls. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> girls that do open mics. Girls that go to them. They're all fun. <laughs> they have their fun too. Don't don't let them tell you they don't. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to uh, thank you, the end? Josh. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah, I won't smoke this cigarette. <laughs> want to thank you for. Uh, yeah, we're hitting. We're right about an hour fifteen. Sick. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Josh. We appreciate yeah, really you. Appreciate I love you, you guys. You guys are sticking the best. around, and uh, I love the door people. I love the people who work in the clubs. You guys are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming here. Man. Yeah, we really Thank appreciate it. Appreciate it. I All hope right. I get to come back. Tell, uh, ne- tell Colleen to come next time. Yes, All we right. will. <laughs> <laughs> I will be sure to tell her what to do. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, Josh's uh, socials is at J Potter. I don't, have ins- I don't have Facebook. I have Twitter and Instagram. At Josh underscore Potter is Instagram. And at J underscore Potter is the Twitter. And then every Tuesday is uh, your podcast, right? That's right, baby. I'm thinking about changing it, though. We'll see. I actually say that on the one that comes out on Tuesday. I say, should I change it? So hmm. maybe we'll change it. I have change no, the date or the title? Meaning like the, the, the day it comes out. I'm thinking about making it Friday. Hmm. Way I can tape it that, that week. It comes out on Friday as opposed to taping it like Thursday or Friday and it comes out on Tuesday. I don't know. I'm debating yeah. it, debating. Well, so I'm letting check your audience on. know my thought process. They can let me know <laughs> their thoughts as well. Check but for now, it's every Tuesday. Tuesdays now. for now and uh, day in the future to be determined. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Ty, thanks for hanging thanks out for with us. Me. Guys, Great job fun. tonight, buddy. Go check this guy out, Omaha. If you're listening to this, go see this guy. He's one of our favorites. Thank you. Very All fun. right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Put your